You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Full and Thriving. I have decided to switch things up for all of you today in a major way. Did you know that I also have a YouTube channel? For those of you who are new here to Full and Thriving, I wanted to give you a heads up that I actually also have a YouTube show called The Meg and Ann Claire Show, which I co-host with my beautiful soul sister, business partner, and co-founder of the Recovery Collective, Ann Claire Young J. Chalk, who is also a certified eating disorder recovery coach. So if you're in need of even more free recovery support and content this holiday season and in general in life, I highly encourage you to check out our show on YouTube. So the link to the Megan and Claire show is in the show notes of this episode. And for those of you who are curious about what the Meg and Ann Claire show is like, I'd say it's like a little recovery talk show slash chit chat with two recovery besties with some valuable recovery information sprinkled throughout. We keep it giggly, we keep it light, we keep it entertaining, and most importantly, informative. So without further ado, I have actually uploaded the audio to our most recent episode titled Five Hard Truths About Eating Disorder Recovery. So this is an audio from one of our most recent YouTube episodes. So if you like what you're hearing, head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. I hope that you enjoy this fresh take on recovery with myself and the lovely Anne Claire. Hi, Meg. Hey, Anne Claire. What's up, girlfriend? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing lovely. I, uh, what's going on? Halloween just happened, and that was a good time. I, I dressed up as a park ranger, and Dan was Bigfoot, and we won a Halloween costume contest. He invested like a pretty good chunk of money into this, so he'll be Bigfoot for the next 10 years. <laughs> I mean, the only <laughs> issue with that is people might not vote for you to win every year just because you're wearing the same costume, but... <sighs> but do you want to know what the, the investment is really in the trick-or-treating component? Because we can wear Bigfoot outfit when the kids, when we're sitting out in our front yard handing out candy to the kids who are trick-or-treating. You should have seen it last night. There were kids like legit terrified. They were terrified. He had to take his mask off Aww. for the little ones. There were, I think, at least four kids cried. And then the parents, and then the parents would laugh Aww. at them. So the parents would just start. It was like, it was a funny dynamic. We were not trying to scare them. Like the second they got scared, Dan would take his mask off. But it was actually like really, really fun. 
We're like, let's just be known as Bigfoot's house in the neighborhood. (laughs) I mean, at this point, I think it's a done deal. It has to be. I mean, like I said, this was a this was a financial investment. That's like <laughs> it was a very it's a very nice costume. But it sounds like it was fun though. So it's worth it. Oh, it was so, it was so fun. It was like it was worth it. We had the best time. I mean, I love being a park ranger too. You just get to wear a hat and like a sweatshirt and yeah. I don't have to be Bigfoot, so anyway. What are we talking about today, Anne Claire? We're talking about hard truths. There are a certain number of them, to be honest, in eating disorder recovery, but we decided to start with these five big ones that basically all of us are sort of faced with at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely five hard truths of eating disorder recovery. So do you want to kick them off for us? Sure. All right. Let's get going. Let's do number one. So number one, recovery is not linear. It is not linear. It is not meant to be linear. And setbacks are quite literally expected. Now, let's be clear. We're not talking about everyone has to full-blown relapse in order to get anywhere near to being recovered. That is not what we're saying. But it is just not realistic to not struggle, to not experience slips and slip-ups and lapses every once in a while. This is quite literally part of the journey. Like those moments are moments where we get to learn from the things that were harder than we thought. I know it's going to sound like maybe like a too much of a positive spin on it, but they're all opportunities to learn more about who you are, about what activates you, what triggers you, what makes something harder. And at the end of the day, we have to experience them in order to move forwards in a very grounded way, in a solid kind of way. I cannot imagine basically anyone going through recovery and just being like, yeah, it was pretty linear. I just started and then, then, you know, I just did one new thing every once in a while and I got there at the end. I would be like, what? Like, I would genuinely be concerned that we didn't cover everything. I would be genuinely concerned that we didn't dig deep enough, that we didn't really scratch, you know, all the little things that we might have, you know, bumped into or supposedly didn't. Yeah. I find that the lovely humans who are people pleasers, like sometimes performatively make Mm -hmm. it look linear to please the team and not look bad to the team. And that always crashes and it doesn't crash and burn. That sounds dramatic. It always destabilizes at some point Mm -hmm. because they are not continuously processing the difficulties and the emotional pain and the things that are coming up. It does kind of hit you at some point. So it is more proof that recovery is not linear because even if you try your hardest to be perfect at this, it usually just comes right back around and knocks you off your feet. So try to embrace the ups and downs. Try to learn from the perceived mistakes that you make and just hope. And we hope for you that on average, like the average line is going up. So it's looking like this. The average is kind of like that, right? And that's what we're hoping for is average progress. But that kind of loops me into point number two, which is recovery takes time and it takes effort. And when I say time, 
I'm not saying it takes a month, right? So if you think you're going to be able to recover in a month, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It takes multiple months, multiple years sometimes. It has taken people decades to get through recovery to the other side. And so there is no right or wrong length that recovery will take for you. It's about having patience for yourself and compassion. And it's okay to let it be a slow burn if that is the way you're moving. It's really a tricky one, right? Because the reality is, like you said, there's not going to be any kind of quick fix. So if you're looking for one, if you're trying to find that magic wand, that magic missing piece that is suddenly going to make everything feel much easier, it's probably not going to happen. And showing up consistently with patience and practicing and doing again and committing again, it's hard. It absolutely is hard, but that's the way. And like you said, there is no such thing as like a specific timing to honor. So I want to make sure that in case you're thinking like, oh my God, but it's been already so long. At this point, I should just quit. Please don't. There's always hope. Mm -hmm. Like I refuse to ever let go of hope for any of my clients. That is just not going to happen. Not anytime soon. And there really isn't like a timeline on these things. It's okay when things take time. It's okay to take your time when you need to take it. And it doesn't mean that suddenly time is gone and that's it. Like you're done. You're going to be stuck with this forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say it is harder the longer you have an eating disorder and the longer you let it linger and take root in your brain. It <laughs> does get harder, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. And we've seen some very sick people who have been sick for a long time, turn Mm -hmm. it around. And that is a beautiful thing. And it takes us to number three, which you've already touched on a little, Anne Claire, which is recovery is very challenging. It is not an easy road and it is uncomfortable. So it reminds me of what my swim coach said growing up. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It is an uncomfortable process emotionally. It's uncomfortable physically. And that brings so many challenges. And it forces us all to face our fears, look at the hard truths of things, and grow outside of our comfort zone to a level we don't Mm -hmm. want to do, right? But what happens when you face these challenging moments is that you evolve as a human right? You become a new version of you that is more courageous, more empathetic, you name it. Anything you want to add to that? I mean, you've really covered it, right? And if anything, I just want to add that the reason this is so goddamn uncomfortable and challenging is because you're really going to have to identify, explore, challenge a bunch of fears, rules, beliefs, about topics that are kind of tricky, right? Like food, movement, bodies, worthiness. What does that mean to be good enough, to be deserving? Like, who are you? What is your identity? What do you value? Like, these are big questions and sometimes extremely uncomfortable questions. And that's okay. It's challenging and it's figure outable. Mm-hmm. You sounded like Marie Forleo for a second. My I know. favorite. It's a special special mention for you. 
<laughs> All right. Do you want to tee up number four for us? Because it takes time and effort, because it's challenging, it's also really hard to stay motivated. Mm-hmm. You literally have to choose every single day to show up and do the work. And there are going to be days where you're going to be like, ugh, I'm so done. And that's okay. Those days are going to come around and you're still going to have to show up for yourself. And it's okay to have days where things are harder, right? But it's going to be so key to, one, find acceptance for those harder days where motivation is harder to come by. And two, truly have an understanding of how to connect to your commitment to doing things, even when you don't feel like doing them, which newsflash, that's the reality of life, right? Like we all have to do things in life, not because we feel like doing them, but because we kind of have to do them because we have the responsibility to do that. I don't <laughs> exactly feel like doing my accounting or my tax declaration, right? Like it's not like the fun. I don't, don't feel like doing it, but I have to. I have a commitment towards myself and towards my life to do it. Same vibe, different context right? And some of the ways to do that, right? Because we do want to sort of like help you out a little bit here (laughs) is to figure out how to make that worth it for yourself, which is another way to say, make sure that along the way you continue building up your why, the reason why you show up for this work, right? And track the things that you're shifting, track your wins, celebrate yourself as you go. That will not solve all of the motivation, you know, struggles and dips and lows, but if it for sure help you show up and do the hard work. Mm-hmm. And ask your team to share with you the way they mm-hmm. view your progress. They might be seeing things that you're taking for granted that you don't realize are big deals. So definitely tune into your team's feedback there. I know that would yeah. really help me if I was feeling down on myself. And I just want to add one caveat before we move in or a little addition before I move into our final hard truth. And that is with motivation, please do not allow your motivation to be Mm -hmm. black and white. Okay. Like I see people motivated and it turns into a white knuckling where it's they're all in. And then if some one tiny slip up happens, they abandon the entire thing. And it's a fast abandon. And do you know what that does? They slingshot back to the starting line instead of saying, you know, today is hard. I'm going to do the best I can today. I'm going to breathe. It might not be a great day for progress. However, I'm going to pick up where I left Mm. off tomorrow, right? Or at the next meal. And so don't just let go of your goals with abandon when things are hard. You need to let your motivation be in the gray zone sometimes. Don't abandon your goals just with one slip up. This is motivation needs to be like, I want a little simmering something, even on the days that are really hard. Yeah, I love that. All right. And then the last one, this one's a sad one. This is a bummer of a truth. This might be the hardest truth, I think. And that is when recovery is happening, you might not have support from everyone in your life. You most probably won't. I mean, it's rare. It's very rare, right? To have everyone around you on board, understanding and mega supportive. Like, I'm not sure I've ever bumped into someone that had literally everyone in their lives sort of like on their page, you know? And for a bunch of different reasons, right? Like sometimes 
we choose not to share about what's going on for us. Sometimes we try to seek help and support and we're met by a wall or by extremely triggering people or extremely unsupportive people in any kind of way. And that's a true bummer. Some people are not going to understand. Some people are going to understand and not care. Some people, you're not Mm -hmm. even going to be sure about what's going on if they understand or not and if they care or not. Mm -hmm. And that really, 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 really sucks. And it's important that doesn't become like the barrier for your recovery. Mm -hmm. Find the people who do understand and keep, stay close to them. Keep listening to them. Surround yourself with their voices because the people who are not supportive might actually be harmful to your healing. So we're not saying get out of touch with those humans, but stop expecting support from the humans who aren't giving you support and find it from the people who are willing to be open, right? And willing to hear you and see Mm -hmm. you. Love that. I have final words of wisdom. Just like this time you didn't have to ask me. Top tip to have more people that can support you and get you in your recovery is to find a group of humans that go through something similar. For example, there's this awesome place on the interwebs (laughs) called the Recovery Collective, and it opens its doors every once in a while, every few months. And that's the kind of place where you're going to get unconditional support throughout and people who genuinely get you. So I'm just throwing that out there. Mm, I love that. You guys can sign up for our January Open Doors, which is coming up in just a few months, or take our personality quiz on there, whatever floats your boat. But yeah, exactly. There are safe spaces out there. And we just hope that you find the people you need to validate you. And like I said, hear you, see you and help you be as supported as possible. So you deserve that. Yes, you do. All right, everybody. We love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. It means so much. Please comment on like your thoughts on this video. Let us know which hard truth is the one you're still dealing with or the one you're having trouble accepting. We'd love to know if you have other hard truths. But yeah, thank you guys for watching. And Claire, thanks for always being here. You are the bestest. Thank you, Meg. Love seeing you again. You're so welcome. Love seeing you too. Bye, everybody. (laughs) All right, that concludes this week's episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the show. When you have a moment, please head on over to Instagram and follow my recovery coaching account at Meg underscore McCabe to stay up to date on everything I'm doing in recovery land. And if you're feeling extra inspired, please send me a direct message to let me know how this podcast has impacted your life. I'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next week.